Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you. I am Charlie Jungemach, your podcast host. And I know I've been hearing a lot of interviews lately, and I love doing those interviews, but every once in a while I feel like i got something I need to say. And today, i got something I need to say. Before I say it, I want to make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe. I'm so excited about the number of listens we've been having lately. I'm so excited about the amount of love that Vince is getting and uh, the listens that he's getting on his podcast, especially the story of leukemia. If you haven't heard those, go back and tune into them because they got some really cool stuff going on. That's episode 28 of this podcast, the Gird Up Podcast. It'll be the one right below it on the list if you're looking at it on the list on iTunes, man. And he's got some really cool stuff to say. But with no further ado, let's get into this episode, man. I've been talking a lot about authenticity recently, both with my interview guests and with you guys and just personally. And it's something I just happen to hear a lot about in the podcast that I listen to, particularly on the Order of Man podcast with Ryan Mickler. He's got some great stuff to say. Go over there and, and listen to the Order of Man podcast if you're not doing it already. But there's another podcast host, and I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about the idea that you he, they had a test for their job interview process. And they they had a test, they called it the snowflake test. And in that snowflake test, you had to prove your metal. You had to prove you could be a part of a high intensity environment when you're working. You had to prove that you had uh, to prove that you can think on your feet and that you actually have intelligent thoughts in your head. And they were talking about how controversial this test is because they, they put their guys in high stress environments and they ask them about their political beliefs and they ask them to state why and to give reasons and to make sure everything is logical and it makes sense. And what they were talking about was you don't get hired based on your political beliefs or what you say on that test. You get hired based on whether or not you can back up what you say and that you really truly understand what you're talking about anytime you open your mouth. And they call it the snowflake test. And that struck me as something that I really like that I think is a great idea. And I would love to be put through a test like that just to see if I'm as legit as I think I am. But I also like I've been hearing it all over the place. And, and the last one I heard it was this morning. I was watching Last Chance You. And it's on Netflix. It's a show about a football team. It's a junior college football team in uh, Mississippi somewhere, eastern Mississippi, Scuba, Mississippi. Yeah, there you go. And what they do, their whole spiel is they take guys who have been given a chance at a big university somewhere. Most of their guys have played Division One college football somewhere, and they've blown it. They've blown their opportunity. And so they come back to Scuba, Mississippi, to some little tiny small town, and they play for a tiny little community college who has a great reputation for turning guys' lives around and sending them back out into the world ready to rock and roll. But the last episode that we watched, they did uh, something a little bit different, and they looked at both teams preparing for this football game. And you've got the best or one of the best teams in the nation at the JUCO level who's preparing to play a game that week, and they juxtapose it against the team they're playing who is 0-7 and hasn't won a game in almost three years. 
And as they're falling around this, this team who hasn't won a game in three years, they are asking him questions and they're showing how they're preparing for this game. And everybody keeps going back and talking about how they got the better players. They got the money. They got this. They got that. They got whatever. And making excuses before the game ever starts about how they have no chance and how they're not going to win. And realistically, they have no chance. Everybody in the building knows that they're not going to win that football game. And it's not for the reason they think it is. The reason they're not going to win that football game is because they haven't done what it takes to prepare to win. You look at their practices, they're goofing around. They're joking around. They're goofing off. They have no respect for each other. They have no respect for their coaches. Their coaches have no respect for the players and the kids. And it's really cool that at the end of the episode, they show that this team actually finally wins for the first time in three years, but they beat a team that's terrible. If you look at the way they prepare for the game, it's clear that they think there's something special. It's clear that they think that they, you know, they've got to figure it out. Oh, we're college football players walking around with a swag or whatever. And they're interacting with the girls on campus and they're walking around school like they're big shots. They're not big shots. They were terrible football players in high school who went, went to, they couldn't make it even at a four-year college. So now they're going to a junior college because they've got nowhere else to go and nowhere else to play. As a guy who loves football and loved playing football and went to a school where I knew I could play for another four years because just realistically, I could not go play at the next level. I wasn't good enough. I understand that thought process, but they're going about it the completely wrong way. They could care less about what the outcome is. In their minds, they've already made it just because they're walking on the field. And that's garbage. That's a waste of life. I do not like it. I hate it. It is a waste of life. And here's why. The team they're preparing to play against, the number three ranked team in the junior college in the country, is preparing to win. They spent months finding the best players and recruiting them and bringing them in. They spend every day working on homework, pushing each other, making each other better. Their coaches are intense. Their coaches are knowledgeable. They're some of the best coaches in the business. They push their players to play at the absolute best, to play at the top level, and to play to their absolute potential because they know they have a future out in front of them. Every guy in that program has the opportunity to go play at a four-year university and make his mark. He has the opportunity to go play at the next level. And the coaches realize that, and they know that, and they push those fellas to actually go out and perform to the potential that they have. And that's why they are excellent, because they're not complacent. They don't sit back and say, as long as we're the best team in Mississippi, their goal on day one is to go win a national championship every single year. And it was that before they started winning national championships. The reason they're successful is that before they were good, they were already chasing something greater. They've been chasing something greater for years, and now they've got a pattern. They've got a mold that they've established, which puts them on a path to excellence. They've got a tradition of excellence, and they talk about it all the time. They do whatever it takes to be the best in the nation at what they do, and their guys receive the rewards for that effort. They see it. They get to go to these big-time universities. They get picked up by big-time schools, and they get to go play at the next level because they put in the work to earn it. Now, if you watch the show, you also have to admit that there are times where the show makes you a little bit uncomfortable. There are times where the show makes you wonder, like, are these guys really doing the right thing? Are they really pushing the right buttons? Are they really conducting themselves the way men should conduct their business? And I love that part of the show as well because 
It shows men who are pushing themselves and the people around them to the absolute limit. They know that the guys in their program have to be pushed that hard if they're really going to be successful. So they push themselves and their players to the absolute limit. And when you go balls to the walls like that to the absolute limit, to the precipice of human performance like they are, you start to see the, the dirt. You start to see the stains. You start to see the darkness of the human soul because they're in a high-stakes environment and because they're pushing the limit, they're pushing the bounds of their own capabilities. And I love it. I love seeing it. It's something that we do not have enough of in this day and age, and it's something that the young men in our lives, the young men listening to this podcast, it's something that we don't see enough of. It's very, very rare nowadays to actually push a kid to his utmost potential. We would far rather be comfortable and be happy and have everybody have a smile on their face all the time. We have unconsciously made the choice in many, many, many situations to instead of actually pushing each other to be excellent, being complacent and saying, eh, we're good enough the way we are. Reality says we are not good enough the way we are. A real man, a man of God, understands that he's never really good enough. It's not enough to be a good enough husband. Be a better husband. It's not good enough to be a, eh, a pretty good dad. Go be the best dad you possibly can be. It's not good enough to be an all right teacher. Go be a freaking awesome teacher. It's not good enough to be an all right basketball player. I mean, I started. Go be the best basketball player you possibly can be. Anytime we settle for anything less... We are failing ourselves, and we're not shining that bright light into the world that we're commanded to in Scripture. Too many people walk around this world acting like they're something special, but they're not. In fact, most of the most special people in this world are too busy being legit to care about looking the part. They just walk excellence. They spit excellence. They smile with excellence. And because of that... They, they turn out to be pretty cool people because they're not worried about what everybody else thinks and what everybody else says. They just go out and they, they, they perform. That's all they're doing. They chase what they want with so much focus and so much intensity and so much enthusiasm that their coolness and their legitimacy is a side effect of the great things they do on a daily basis. That's the way I want to live and that's the way we all ought to live. And here's how we're going to do it. Number one, you got to look around and you got to be honest with yourself. Are you really legit? Study the best and make an assessment. If you want to be a basketball player, study the best basketball players in the world and make an assessment. Make a comparison. It is sometimes okay to compare yourself to everybody else. See if you really are a big deal like, like you think you are. Then you got to latch on to the real. The people that are pushing the boundaries and the people who are getting after it, you got to latch on to them. You got to follow them. You got to run with them because those are the people that are going to push you to be the best you possibly can be. And as much as you can, you got to get yourself out of the toxic situations that are making you think that you're so legit and you're so good and get into a situation where you really are being pushed to be better. Second, sometimes you got to bloom where you're planted. You got to look around you right now and find those people who are real. If it's on social media, follow the people who are real. My favorite one right now is Dwayne Rock Johnson, man. The guy is real and he's going to be honest with you and he's going to show you his weaknesses and his failures just as much as you see his successes and he's got a lot of successes. But go follow those people. Go find those people who are real, not the Instagram models, the people who go out and really, truly chase excellence. 
then get on TV. Right now is great because the Olympics are on. Those people are legit. Those people who are going out on a half pipe and doing the crazy tricks and winning gold medals, they're legit. Those people who really are the best in the world, they're legit at what they do and they deserve to be emulated. Then go get on books and magazines and websites. Read them. Read about the people who are successful. Figure out what their habits are and emulate those habits. Chase excellence just the way they do. Then you got to be a legitimate leader. One of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard, and I just found it in my Bible this morning. I had forgotten it for a while, but I had written it down on a post-it note and stuck it in my Bible, and I ran across it this morning, and that quote is this. When you look around the world and you can't find integrity, find integrity in yourself and change the world where you stand. You can't always run away from the toxic situations. You can't always run away from the failures, but you can stand up and speak out. When I taught at St. Marcus, they would recite the Be Strong poem all the time. They'd recite it constantly, and I love it. It's a poem by B. Maltby Babcock, if I got that wrong, don't hate. But it says, Be Strong. We are not here to play, to dream, to drift. We have hard work to do and lows to lift. Shun not the struggle. Face it. Tis God's gift. Be strong. Say not the days are evil. Who's to blame? And fold your hands and acquiesce, so shame. Stand up. Speak out. And bravely, in God's name, be strong. It matters not how deep entrenched the wrong, how hard the battle goes, the day how long. Faint not, fight on. Tomorrow comes the song. Man, Babcock has something figured out. And he speaks words of wisdom that we ought to emulate and we ought to follow. Don't sit back and relax and say, man, it's somebody else's problem or it's somebody else's fault. Or, hey, at least I'm the best in the neighborhood. Push yourself to really, truly be great. Push yourself to really, truly accomplish what the Lord has set in front of you to do. There's nothing special about these people that go out and do special things. There's something special about every single one of us. That is true. That is real. Each one of us was made in God's image with an unbelievable amount of potential. The difference between the people who make it, the people who are legit, the people who are real, and the people who are not is the work ethic and the dedication and the enthusiasm that they've put into reaching that full potential. You got to go get after it. You're never going to get to where you want to be or where you ought to be or where the Lord wants you to be if you sit back and relax. And that leads me to the third thing I want you to do. I want you to stop trying to be the best at whatever. Stop trying to be the best around. Stop trying to be good enough at whatever you're doing. Try and be the best you can possibly be. Be the best you you can be. I know that's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. It's true. You got to reach and fulfill your own potential. Don't worry about being better than everybody else. Worry about being the absolute best that you can be. And if you're doing that, you're not going to have a problem comparing yourself to others. You're not going to have a problem or an issue trying to be better than somebody else. It's not going to matter anymore because you've reached your own potential. Okay? It's, it, it's clearly stated in Scripture when the Lord says, To him who can be trusted with little, more will be given. And you can believe that that's going to happen in your own life. I'm not telling you you're going to suddenly get a car dropping out of heaven. That's garbage and that's bullcrap stuff that people are going to try and sell to you. But what I am going to tell you is that the Lord will bless your efforts if you do it in his name. If you go chase after something great because you know that you've been given a God-given ability and that the Lord has poured blessings on your life already, and as a result of that, you decide that you're going to go chase after excellence, you might not get what you're looking for, 
But I guarantee that the Lord has a plan for you, and he will prosper you. He will not harm you. He has a plan for your future. He is going to give you hope. He is going to give you prosperity, even if it's not physical prosperity on the earth. He is going to bless the work that you do. He has promised that he will. But you gotta, <laughs> you got to be humble. you got to chase after it because you are a child of God who wants to shine brighter for the people around you. you got to do it because your Heavenly Father has blessed you. And coming out of that thankfulness for that awesome grace and forgiveness that he has given you, you've got to drive to be excellent. You've got to drive to fulfill the potential that the Lord has poured into you. You've got to drive to reclaim that image as a child of God. Be light in the world. Be salt and light. Make the world a better place. Leave it better than you found it. It's cliche, but it's real. (sighs) Go do it. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Pommeyer for our podcast art, and thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.